Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Hey everyone, today I want to talk about four ways to celebrate Halloween in the music room. Now, I am recording this in October, obviously, and so this is the month for all things fall and and Halloween. I almost said in October, that makes no sense. So it's the month for all things fall and Halloween, but November is also the month for fall activities as well. But you may be wondering if you are new to teaching or maybe you just haven't implemented a lot of holiday songs or activities into your lesson plans, how to go about doing that. And so I want to share four ways that work and that will help you hopefully give you ideas and how to implement Halloween or fall activities into your classroom. The first thing I want to say is there are two blog posts I'm going to link up to this episode. One is called The Ultimate List of Halloween Songs for Kids, and the other one is called Three of My Favorite Halloween Music Activities. And also, if you just head to the domesticmusician.com and click on blog, and you scroll all the way to the bottom to the search bar, you can type in those titles as well, and you'll see them there. Um, so this podcast episode is going to be loosely based on some things from those blog posts, but I'm going to give you um, some different strategies and ideas as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. The first way to bring Halloween into your music room is to do, this is kind of a double thing on number one. So you can do Halloween activities right along with the other stuff you're doing. And what I mean by that is You could do like Halloween activities for half of a class period and then the rest of the class period still do like a folk dance or a folk song or instruments or improvising or, um, you know, something else that you already had planned that is just a song that could be done all year long, if that makes sense. But the other way to do that, this is still number one, is to do a whole unit on Halloween activities. Maybe you just take a full week, you know, if you see your classes once a week, but maybe you just take one full week and you just do like a Halloween week. So either do one full week of Halloween or implement little bits and pieces into each lesson as you see the kids in October. Um, So that's the first way to implement it. Now, how many activities and songs you do is completely up to you. And on top of that, you might lean more towards fall and leaves, or you might like to do activities and songs and stories with ghosts and witches. But like I said, whichever way you choose to lean is completely up to you. But I do want to say poems like Five Little Pumpkins has the word witches in it, but you can always, if you find an activity you want to do, and we're going to talk about the activities to do in just a minute, if you find an activity you want to do that says the word ghost or, um, not pumpkins, says ghost or witches, and you don't want to do that with your elementary students, you can always change the word. You can change witches to anything else, okay? So don't be afraid of doing an activity if it says witches and you're just not comfortable doing that. You can change the word around. Um, So yeah, so number one is how to do Halloween in the music room. Okay, so first of all, like I said, you can do Halloween activities or songs, the beginning of class or the end of class, and then the other half of class, do your regular teaching material that you've been doing all school year already, 
or do a full week of just a Halloween week in the music room. And then we're going to talk about the activities right now. Okay, so let's talk about songs. Songs is a perfect way to celebrate Halloween in the music room. And I'm going to share a few of my favorite songs. There are so many. We've talked about that on this podcast before, that there's so many different workshops you'll go to or different levels, courses, that you will learn about so many different songs. And there's so many good teaching resources and materials out there. So when I share my favorite songs, it doesn't mean these need to be your favorite songs. I'm just going to share some songs that I love that your students will probably love as well. And if you need new ideas, you maybe will hopefully get some new ideas from this episode too. So there's a song called Pick a Pumpkin. This is great for lower elementary And it basically just goes like this. And I'm going to apologize ahead of time for singing on this podcast episode. Pick a, pick a pumpkin from the pile. We can make his eyes in a great big smile. Pick a, pick a pumpkin round and clean. Then we'll be ready for Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. Then we'll be ready for Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. Then we'll be ready for Halloween. So basically, as you can see, that's a perfect song that to pretend to have a pumpkin, they can point at the eyes and create a smile in the air. Um, But also on top of that, this is a perfect song to walk around the room to the steady beat. It's also a great song to sit in a circle and pretend a beanbag is a pumpkin and have them pass the beanbag to the steady beat around the circle. So that's one of my favorite songs to do. There's another one. This one is great to do with lower elementary as well called I'm a Pumpkin. And it just basically goes, I'm a pumpkin large and round sitting on the cold, cold ground. Now it's time to leave this place. Take me home and carve a face. Make some eyes and a nose and a mouth and some ears. And then, yeah, basically you can come up with a million different activities to do with these songs or you could just simply sing them. And it's so fun. You can even bring a pumpkin into class and use it in your classroom to teach these songs too. Okay, there is um, another song. It just basically goes like this. It's called Orange Pumpkins. Orange pumpkins growing on the vine. Orange pumpkins, oh, so fine. Orange pumpkins growing on the ground. Orange pumpkins big and round. Grow orange pumpkins, grow, grow, grow. Orange pumpkins, grow, grow, grow. Grow orange pumpkins, grow, grow. We won't pick you, no, no, no. And then it goes, till Halloween. And your kids will love that part. So you could even, you know, do some movement activities to that. You could do this with your older students, even with counting the rhythms. And then, you know, you could put um, on a piece of paper, you could create some rhythms with pumpkins on the paper too, and have them fill in the rhythms inside the pumpkins. And then there's one called Ghost of John. This is usually used with upper elementary, maybe fourth grade. Um, But like I said, if you don't want to do songs with ghosts, that's totally fine. And then it just goes, have you seen the ghost of John? Long white bones with the skin all gone. Ooh, ooh, wouldn't it be chilly with no skin on? And this is a perfect song to do in a round, by the way, which is, you know, usually third grade starts this. 
Third grade usually starts learning rounds, so it might be perfect to do with them. Then there's another one called the Boogie Wiggy Ghost, and this is one that it, all these songs I'm mentioning, by the way, are in that blog post I talked about, um, where my the ultimate list of Halloween songs for kids. And so this one is just, and you can look any of these up, by the way. A lot of these are on YouTube. Um, there was a ghost on Halloween. He really made a ghosty scene. He was a boogie woogie ghost. He was a ghosty with the most. And it goes on and on and on. Um, but this one's really cool because it has a couple verses and then it goes into a chorus and it goes back into a verse. So if your kids are learning about that, like a lot of these songs can be used to teach some of the concepts you're teaching in music too. But it also has a syncopated rhythm, which is perfect to use with your when your older students are learning about syncopation as well. Um, so those are a few of my favorite songs. There's a lot more and look in that blog post I mentioned, but I want to move on and talk about another way to celebrate Halloween in the music room. So you can always use poems or books. Now, if you're not familiar yet, and that's okay, I have a podcast episode coming up soon about how to use books in like poetry and speech pieces inside in the music room. But for today, I'm just going to tell you about some of my, a couple different poems that you can use in the music room that I really like. So one of them, one of them is called Someone. And if you look this up online, or this is in that blog post called Three of My Favorite Halloween Music Activities. This one's just called Someone. It's by Walter de la Mare. It might be Mare, and sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. But it basically just goes, Someone came knocking at my wee small door. Someone came knocking. I'm sure, sure, sure. I listened. I opened. I looked to left and right. But not there was a stirring in the still dark night. Only the busy beetle tap tapping in the wall. Only from the forest the screech owls call. Only the cricket whistling while the dew drops fall. So I know not who came knocking at all, at all, at all. So basically, when you use poetry in the music room, it's so much fun because you get to make it musical. Obviously, you're not singing anything, but you get to add movement. You get to add timbre with your voice, dynamics. You get to add tempo. You get to add instruments. You get to add body percussion. And so basically the students can keep, while you're speaking at first, they're going to keep a steady beat by patting their legs. And then you're, they're going to do different motions. They're going to listen. They're going to open. They're going to look to left and right. And then they're going to represent the busy beetle by maybe tapping in their hand. And then you're going to, you can add some different instrument sounds to represent the different words of the poem. But you can also go back and split the kiddos into groups and have this, you know, section act out the uh, the first part of the poem. And this section over here, this group over here, I mean, acts out the second part of the poem where they can even improvise on instruments. They can make creative movement. They can make... Um, you know, body percussion activities, however you want to do that. But poetry is great because it's kind of open to interpretation. You get to do whatever you want to it. Now, like I said, there's also books. And so I'm not going to go into all the different books, but you maybe even have Halloween books sitting in your classroom, or you may have some books about pumpkins that you can borrow from some of the classroom teachers or your um, school library. And same thing with books. The kids, you'll read the story. You're going to talk to them about, we're going to add these instruments to these words. Now we're going to move to these words. I want you to do these vocal sounds when I say the word ghost. I want you to, when I say pumpkin, you're going to turn in a circle or whatever it might be. So that is a perfect way to celebrate Halloween in the music room 
by using poetry and books. And then the last way to celebrate Halloween in the music room is, of course, through movement. I mean, kiddos need to move, right? We all know that. <laughs> they need to move. Now, some of my favorite um, Halloween songs for kids to dance to, if you would like to make a little playlist, you can look at Spotify or Pandora. There's already some Halloween stations created for kids, but Thriller is a great one to have the kids move to. You, I mean, I'm not talking about teaching them the whole dance to Thriller because first of all, it's long. And second of all, you don't see your kids a lot of time, but maybe you're just wanting to have, to do a fun game of freeze dance where the kids are dancing to Halloween music. And when you stop the music, you call out something fun for them to freeze like, you know, uh, maybe it's a skeleton and they always have to freeze like a skeleton, or maybe it is a pumpkin. They have to get down on the ground and pretend they're a pumpkin, something like that. So Thriller's a great one. Monster Mash is a great song to have the kids move to. The Addams Family theme song. And ironically, there's the Addams Family movie coming out. There's the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. I can't say that word. People in the Hall of the Mountain King. There's a great movement activity that uh, there's a link to it in that blog post I mentioned uh, to do with your students. Basically, they just move really slowly to the steady beat. And when it starts speeding up, they kind of got to run around the room and then they jump up and jump down. Um, there's a song called The Martian Hop. There's a song called Mananana, you know, Mananana, Mananana, that one. There's The Witch Doctor and Ghostbusters. Those are all perfect songs to do movement to. Now, when I say do movement, when I say do movement, like I mentioned, there is freeze dance, but there are also different ways you can do movement as well. You can hand out scarves and you can have the kids just listen to Halloween music and do creative movement by just, you know, moving their bodies, by telling them what to do with the scarves. You can paint high, you can paint low, you can paint to the side, or maybe you don't want to hand anything out, but they are just doing creative movement in groups. Or maybe you are, instead of calling out different things for them to freeze like, as a class, you're saying, okay, you're going to walk around the room and I want you to make a circle together. Now, split the circle in half and make two circles. I want you to stretch as far as you can like a tree, you know, pretending they're a tree that has leaves falling off. Um, different things that you're calling out for them to do with creative movement is a great idea. So I hope these ideas are helpful and I want to recap real quick before we go. So the first way to bring Halloween in the music room is to eat. Um, the first one was not really activities to do, but it's how to implement Halloween in the music room. So you can either do it half of a class period and have other things planned the other half or have a Halloween week where you're celebrating Halloween by just doing all kinds of songs, poems, stories, and movement activities. And then number two is to do some songs, sing Halloween songs, you know, why not? Number three is poetry and books and do different movement activities and add instruments and body percussion to different poems and books about Halloween or fall or fall even. And then number four is to do movement activities, which you're already doing a ton of anyways with your students. So I would love to hear from you about your favorite ways to celebrate Halloween in the music room. So let me know on Instagram, tag me on Instagram stories at Jessica Peresta and let me know. And I cannot wait to hear what you're doing in your classroom for this season. Have an amazing week and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.